Hey, Curtis. Hey, what do you got for us this week? What do you got for us this week? This week, we've got Waiting for Guffman meets the Westminster Dog Show meets <laughs> Stifler's Mom and Jim's Dad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this week, we're talking about Best in Show. <laughs> I was not anticipating an American Pie riff, but it makes complete sense. Why not? <laughs> because they pretty much are those characters in yeah. a way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> Welcome back, listeners and viewers, to another week of Let's Talk About Flicks, the weekly podcast where we take a monthly theme and we just basically talk about whatever movies we want to, yep. <laughs> uh, as long as they uh, fall under the umbrella. We, I think it's fair to say, if you haven't been paying attention, we def... I think... I know I have... Um, I pretty much come up with a movie that I want to talk about, and then I figure out some kind of theme yeah. that fits it yeah, in the you, window. Yeah, you kind of retrofit <laughs> the theme to the movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a, hmm, how do I talk about this movie? I know, it's a mockumentary, <laughs> so let's do that. Uh, so it is. I feel like it's like we each have a, like maybe two, maybe two, half to 40% of the month um, is what we want to discuss, and then we just kind of drag more in to finish mm-hmm. the month. But they're, but they're still fun, yeah. so... Um, and so before we get started, I want to give a shout out to Patreon subscriber Don S. Thank you, Don, for your constant patronage and adoption into the Chicago Indie Critics. I, uh, I feel like I'm one of his children now. Uh-huh. I, I well, I, I resemble him more than you do, so. Uh, <laughs> Don, <laughs> I'm, I'm expecting presents at the holidays. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, so make sure you hook us up, Don. Uh, but until then, thanks for, uh. Hooking us up, Don, uh, <laughs> with your with your monthly patronage. Um, so, like you said, we've got uh, we're week three mockumentary month, and mm-hmm. we're we're tackling Christopher Guest Best in Show. Um, you know, a movie that if you've seen it, you likely love it, mm-hmm. except for the except for uh, the person on my outside insight. <laughs> Same. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I found somebody who was not a fan. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, it's I I would put that uh, the movie is lost on them. I don't I don't blame Christopher Guest and the actors for for my uh, outside insiders review. <laughs> uh, I blame their inability to see the forest through the trees. Um, there there's someone that probably like Kevin James isn't in it, so it can't be that funny. <laughs> Where's the Lambos? <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, it's like, this isn't co- comedy to me is Carrot Top. If it ain't Carrot Top, <laughs> it ain't funny. If it isn't prop, if not it isn't enough, prop Not based, enough props in this movie. Right. <laughs> it's worse than ventriloquist dummies. This isn't Jeff Dunham. It isn't funny. <laughs> well, there are so. ventriloquist dummies, but it's not there, Jeff. There is. There it's, is. It's yeah, not Jeff Dunham. Right. The, 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 the promise was lost. I thought it would be Jeff Dunham. So... <laughs> Uh, before we get into Best in Show, though, I would love to share uh, who I feel this immense cast of characters Yes, we is. have a quite a large cast here, Oz. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to break it down into couples, yes, if that, that's that okay makes with sense. you. Uh, I'm going to start with the Flex, Jerry and Cookie, played by Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> uh, they, are, um, they are the owners of... Um, Winky the Norwich Terrier. Uh, also, got to talk about Scott Donlin and Stefan Vanderhoof. Mm-hmm. Vanderhoof, 
played by John Michael Higgins and Matt Michael McKeon. Uh, by the way, if just virtually everybody we're mentioning are like improv masters. Yes. So, um, yeah, these movies fall apart pretty quickly if you don't have someone that can think on their feet, and these people definitely do. So uh, Scott and Don, or Scott and Stefan, are the uh, owner and handler of Miss Agnes, the Shizu. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Hamilton and Meg Swan, played by Michael Hitchcock and Parker Posey, <laughs> which, like I mentioned pre-show, is probably my favorite couple <laughs> of the movie. Although it's a, I mean, it's a photo finish for everybody. Yeah, they're all great. Um, so Hamilton and Meg are, um, they are the owners of, of Beatrice the Weimaraner. Uh, we have Sherry Ann Cabot and Christy Cummins, played by Jennifer Coolidge and Jane Lynch, the owner and handler of Rhapsody in White, the, st- the standard poodle. Got to keep those hip joints warm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, we, ha- we have uh, the director himself, Christopher Guest, mm-hmm. uh, starring as Harlan Pepper, yep. the owner of Hubert the Bloodhound. The master of the mockumentary blood- forum, Christopher oh, Guest. Oh, yeah, he- he a bloodhound man. He's a bloodhound man. Pistachio <laughs> he can nut. Name all can name all kinds of nuts. <laughs> from uh, town, and that's from a town called Pine Nut. <laughs> Pine Nut is not only a nut; it's a town. Uh, and then we've got a lot of ancillary characters. Mm-hmm. We uh, Larry Miller pops in as uh, Max Berman, a friend of the Flex, oh, um, who is a who is a master neg- master negotiator. Yep. Of uh, suicidal jumpers. Yeah, here, 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 uh, we've got industry secret. They always jump. Nothing <laughs> 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 you could do about nope. it. Uh, we've got the judges of our dog show, Trevor Buck Beckwith and Buck Laughlin, played by Chip Paddock, and the always sensational Fred Willard. Yep. Um, uh, we've got hot- hotel manager Mark Schaefer, played by you know, another just master of. Yep. Improv at Bakley Jr. Um, and that's that's about it. We we get Will Sasso showing up again in a much better turn yes. than he did two weeks yeah. ago. <laughs> uh, pretty much playing the same character, though. Just, just about. talking about fishing. Yeah. Um, and that's about it, really. I mean, there's others here and there. But by the by the bulk of it, it's this movie is about our uh, dog show owner, mm-hmm. handlers, uh, and contestants. And so... Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing the plot of said movie, as it definitely is more plot-based than uh, what we've covered last week, for sure. Yes, there is a through line here in Best yeah. in Show, as opposed to what we do in The Shadows. Um, that said, again, it, with mockumentaries, it's it's much more about the performance than it is about the plot, oh. than the story. So, what I'm going to do here, there's kind of three acts to the movie. The first act is just kind of getting to know the characters as you kind of bounce around to the different owners and couples. Uh, then there's a little bit of pre-show, and then there's the show itself. So the way I'm going to break this down, because at the beginning, it kind of you kind of jump all over the place to different characters. So for the sake of going a little non-linear here, I'm going to make it a little easier on Oz and I, and just kind of here's how the characters are introduced and kind of how they get to the show and how they get settled in at the show itself. So we're going to start with Meg and Hamilton Swan, as they are the first characters we see in the movie. <laughs> it opens, they're, ta- oh, I love these they're, two. they're talking with the therapist. Uh, they they were having sex, and the dog walked in on them, and the re- and the dog just hasn't been the same since. Beatrice the Weimariner, she just, she hasn't been the same. She's, uh, she's bored, she's distant, she can be cruel, and the camera pulls back and Beatrice is there. 
<laughs> right. With, yeah. With, yeah. With her head just just laying on the shoulder of, of a small armchair. <laughs> it gives a lot of insight into Megan Hamilton right away because you you could tell they they are your yuppie characters. Oh, by far, they, yeah. They they met they met at at Starbucks. But it wasn't the same Starbucks though. I was, <laughs> I was at one Starbucks. He was at the other Starbucks across the street, and and I was reading an L.L. Bean catalog. And <laughs> yeah, they're, they're both adults with braces, yes. and were raised on catalogs. And you know, J. J. Crew mm-hmm. is uh, is their their guiding star. Yep, they they very much love their their name brands and their catalogs and their chai tea lattes and. They are the characters that are supposed to kind of annoy you. I, I <laughs> as I was, as I was success. Yes, as I was, uh, as Oz and I were talking pre-show, we both struggled coming up with bads for our three, two, ones later on. And for a moment, it's like I don't really like Megan Hamilton. But again, you're not supposed to like them. They're they're, no, they're supposed no, no. to be characters that you struggle to identify with because they struggle to identify with each other, <laughs> despite despite these weird idiosyncrasies. Um, why? Why is it? Why is it my favorite Parker Posey roles are ones where she just gets to make up what she's doing? Like it's like anything written for Parker Posey, it, it just it kind of falls flat. She's a, I mean, she's a fine actress, mm-hmm. but it just feels like when she's confined by the script, uh, it's like no, nobody can write for Parker better than she could just make up for herself. <laughs> so, are you telling me that her performance in Blade Three was flatter than this? Yeah, Blade Three and Scream. <laughs> four or three or whatever one it was it's like yeah they just you see you see parker posey she was she was okay at um uh dazed and confused but it's like you see her in virtually anything where it's like who let's write the script first and then we'll cast i'm like oh no 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 that's a mistake with parker that's not put her in your movie yeah put her in your movie and just tell her to go wind her up and let her go yeah Right, she will go. Oh, I, I love her role in this movie. <laughs> I love her role in like all Christopher Guest movies. Yeah. She's again like most of the actors in this movie, she's Christopher Guest is kind of he kind of has this like stable of actors and per- performers might even be a better way to go with it that he goes yeah. to and it appear in many of his films. Uh I, I love how uh, um they're they're talking about uh like is it Hamilton is talking with Meg about how they how this is in front of Beatrice. How it's it's okay that we make love. It's a beautiful thing. And then Meg kind of mumbles like Some, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> what was that? Oh, nothing. <laughs> and that again, that really sums up their relationship. They, yeah. They yeah. hate each other. They hate themselves. But they just kind of funnel through their dog performance, and right. they take it out of the dog. And it's and it's clear that yeah. the dog is responding in kind. Um, as they kind of journey. Uh, towards Philadelphia, because again, all of the different characters they start in their in their locales across the country, and they're they're on their way to the uh, to the dog show in in Philadelphia, uh, and they're in the airport, and uh, they're bickering back and forth, and Beatrice barks loudly at a man who goes to pet her, and of course Hamilton just starts threatening him with lawsuits. Oh yeah, <laughs> immediately. Yeah, I'll make you. I'll sue you so fast, make your head spin. <laughs> And of course, they they calm down Beatrice with her busy bee, but it has no effect, and they continue to be no, distraught no. because distraught is all they know. So that's the introduction to Meg and uh, and Hamilton Swan, owners of Beatrice the Weimariner. Uh, let's go to Jerry and Cookie Fleck. 
Next. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry and Cookie, played by Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara, two of my favorite improv performers. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. Just two of the funniest people, I think, in, in Hollywood as well. Uh, if, if we open with them at a very small dog show down in Florida, and they have their, uh, their Norwich Terrier, winky, cute little dog, very happy little dog. <laughs> uh, you see right away that Eugene Levy is clearly wearing prosthetic teeth. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> why yeah who knows why not but it, it makes him look even kind of nerdier than he sort of already looks in general yes um we get to to know pretty quickly that um they're despite the fact that jerry and cookie work together they both have led very different lives and have very different uh personalities and maybe hobbies that they have engaged in over the years um See, Jerry is is a very kind of kind of neat and proper, very kind man. Uh, I think very patient man, but very sort of uh, you can use this word non politically, kind of conservative in how he approaches mm-hmm. the world, as opposed to Cookie, who has many fr- many dozens of friends, oh, hundreds, hundreds, hundreds. Of, hundreds of friends, boyfriends, <laughs> all of them boys, boyfriends yeah. specifically. Yeah. <laughs> Wears a lot of low cut shirts, a lot of tight shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Cracks me up later when she puts her name tag on her skin Direct, under yeah, her shirt. Yeah, directly <laughs> on her on her boob instead of on her right. shirt. <laughs> uh, Jer- but she but she does love Jerry. She does. She loves Jerry. She's yeah. with him because she knows that that he's responsible and he's probably what she needs. Despite the yeah. fact that I don't think you ever hear her say that, I think that's sort of the implied message that yeah. they are what each other needs. You know, she provides him with some spark and some life, and he provides her with some stability <laughs> yes. and, and constancy. Uh, Jerry was also also has a, a a birth defect. I guess might be the best way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, not much of a dancer. Yeah, see, C- Cookie is the one who shows Winky, not Jerry, because Jerry literally has two left feet. Yeah, <laughs> he's born with them. Yeah, born with two left feet. Uh, but now, he's, but now after some therapy, he's a better dancer than Winky, yeah. <laughs> the dog. <laughs> when he was a kid, they used to call him Loopy because he used to walk at little loops. <laughs> uh, and as as they uh, journey towards Philadelphia, towards the dog show, uh, they they make a stop. At uh, a friend's in Akron's, uh, it turns out this is a very out of out of the way stop. Oh, for, yeah, like a hundred and forty miles round trip yeah, or something like that for them to make. And so uh, they they uh, they stop at Akron at the home of Max and uh, Faye. Uh, Max is an old pal of Cookies. They go back. <laughs> they go back a ways. Uh, yeah. yeah, when they arrive. Uh, and he, uh, Max just dips her and gives her a big old kiss right in front of, of both Jerry as well as his wife, Faye. <laughs> Faye doesn't seem too taken aback by no, it. She, Jerry, of course, doesn't like it, but he doesn't know what to do. Yeah, he's just he's just a prisoner in, in the moment there. So later at dinner, uh, let's see, uh, Jerry and Faye are kind of talking, and Max is kind of kind of giving her like like the eyes, like eh, eh, and and kind of like mouthing things at her. <laughs> <laughs> so they're clearly flirting with each other. Um, turns out Max is a hostage negotiator, Oz. So that's what he does for a living. Yeah, he's really, really bad at it. Yeah, I think that's the implication there. <laughs> right. He thinks he's really good oh, at yeah, it. Of course he does. He's Well, he's the only hostage indus- negotiator in the area. Because there's an industry secret. <laughs> <laughs> they always jump. 
<laughs> he also gives a spins a yarn about uh, a guy who's jumped off a building, got his head stuck in a in a stone gargoyle. <laughs> as the, as they're all trying to eat, yeah, as, like, as they're eating dinner, Faye is just disgusted by this story as he's telling it as she's trying to eat. <laughs> Max, Max <laughs> indicates to all of them that uh, Cookie is famous for putting her legs behind her head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're eating like school cafeteria yeah, hot exactly. plate food. <laughs> She's like, which I never touched because I didn't want to look like a loser. And Faye's like, I ate it every day. <laughs> well, at, at, at this point, Jerry's had enough eyes. He's had enough oh, of, of yeah. Max making eyes at uh, at his wife, and, and he just <laughs> leans over to, lay, to to Faye and says, "Well, I forgot to compliment you on your luscious melon breasts." <laughs> she's flattered she, she's, by. Yeah, she's not a, She's flattered. She just, oh my, thank you, thank you. Like someone's paying attention. I to know. Me. Yeah, apparently it's apparent that Max does it. In the meantime, no. Winky has wandered off Oz, so they can't find Winky. Yeah. Winky ends up outside with their their teenage son. Um, maybe troubled teenage son might be a way to put it. Yeah, yeah. And and he's sitting with Winky up on on the roof of the shed, and and. Of course, Jerry and Cookie are concerned because it's Winky up there. And Ma- yeah. Max walks out and says, well, hang on, honey. This is what I do. <laughs> then, <laughs> right. then, then proceeds to completely berate his child. <laughs> right. who's, who's going? His plan is to, to drop Winky off the top of the shed with only like a like an action figure like parachute yeah, strap like a, like a little green army like, man parachute <laughs> yeah it's it's good this dog is gonna drop like a dead weight and but good thing good thing dad's there yeah good thing max the hostage negotiator i'll gouge your eye out with my thumb you little freak <laughs> <laughs> stab you in the ribs of the fork <laughs> so that, that's cookie and jerry and oh by the way i almost forgot uh cookie and jerry also like to sing songs about their terrier Oh yes, they yep. do. Because God, because God loves a terrier. God loves it. With his, with a his terrier. With his, with his cute little terrier. <laughs> so that's Jerry and Cookie, uh, probably my favorite of all the couples uh, and characters in the movie. Uh, we then meet Harlan Pepper, played by oh, yeah. the aforementioned Christopher Guest, Mr. Jamie Lee Miss- Curtis himself. Yep. Oh, you <laughs> t- literally took the words out of my mouth. Ah. Mr. Jamie Lee Curtis is what I was gonna yep. say. You thief! Uh-huh. I'm sure that's how he. That's intro- what I get. That's what I get for stealing all your three, two, ones all this time. <laughs> that every once in a while I, I beat you to a line or a reference. Yeah, yeah, you got me. So Harlan runs a fishing shop. I don't know if they ever indicate exactly where. Somewhere in the south, my guess is maybe Tennessee or so, because it's kind of a wo- right. woodsy area. Yeah. And uh, his dog is a bloodhound named Hubert. What? Probably my favorite dog in the movie. Yeah, he's a beautiful dog. Yeah, he is. So, uh, and he can talk. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Harlan's things. He he likes to talk for Hubert. <coughs> so he makes conversation with himself. He's the only competitor who does not have have a partner in the movie. So it's just right. him, to which he seems fine with. Um, yeah. But but he passes the time by talking for Hubert, and yeah. so he'll engage in conversations with himself, basically talking for Hubert, kind of like. Uh, was it Sven and was it Olaf? Kristoff. Kristoff. Yeah, no, 
Kristoff, yeah, yeah uh, and from Frozen. I was thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. Again, going to make that reference, and you stole it from me. Right, I, I got, I got the rest notes. of this episode. Oz. just, just, just sit back. <laughs> right. Just sit back and look pretty. You guys, you guys, <laughs> I'll see you next week. <laughs> uh, so you don't really get a whole lot about Harlan and Hubert. I don't think you really need a whole lot about them. No. Um, there's a, a, a great, a couple great moments there is the aforementioned nut scene that we already kind of, we're kind of throwing back, at e- back and forth at each other. So again, it's, it's just him talking. So like he doesn't have anybody to bounce things off of, which again, just speaks to how great Christ- Christopher Guest is in, in, yeah. in this form and this kind of medium. And he just starts naming nuts, just different kind of nuts. That's what he does the past the time. That's what he would do when he was younger. He'd lay in bed and just name nuts. Would drive his mom crazy. <laughs> when he when he'd say red pistachio nut, <laughs> that that send her over. <laughs> <laughs> Will you stop naming nuts? <laughs> we also uh, get a little moment there of Harlan practicing his uh, his puppet mime act, <laughs> his ventriloquism act. You get a little He's a little not very a good. little taste of that yeah beforehand. So he likes to to talk for the animals, and and he has a possible other side hustle going on here. Um, before he leaves for Philadelphia, he says goodbye to the two other guys who work at the fishing shop with him. Right. One of which played by Will Sasso. <laughs> and he throws a quote out that Oz and I have, have worked it oh. into our regular repartee of quotes. Oh, yeah. I'll let, I'll let you take this one, buddy. <laughs> As he's driving off in his Winnebago with Hubert, he's... If you, if you get tired, pull over. <laughs> if you get hungry, eat something. <laughs> I just... Uh, very obvious, yep. very obvious things, but uh, it's good good life advice. It folks. is. It if is. You get hung, if you get tired, pull over, and if you get hungry, just eat something. Yeah. <laughs> Truer words <laughs> have never been spoken. <laughs> nope, nope. Thank you, Will Sasso. You have anything else about Harlan and Hubert as? Oh, that they just. I mean, you could tell that he uh, he's nervous. It's his first show. Uh, you know, uh, Hubert's only a couple of years mm-hmm. old. He just he loves his dog. Yeah. Like. They go out in the woods. Um, he just really loves his dog, and so uh, you know he's hoping that that can you know translate into you know judges' appreciation for the dog. Yeah. But uh, but no, he is. He's he's a very heartwarming character. He yes. Uh, we then meet uh, Stefan Vanderhoof and Scott uh, Donlin. <laughs> Donlin <laughs> and their dog, a Maltese named Miss Agnes. Cute little dog. Yeah. Very cute. Yeah. So one of one of the two dogs that uh, that that we have is part Maltese and uh, doesn't have the hair like this one does though. No, this one's got beautiful long flowing <laughs> yeah, yes, hair. Yes, flowing. Uh, we meet them as they're at like kind of a butcher deli shop uh, in the city. I think I think it's established uh, very very early that that they are a couple together that they are both homosexual. Uh, Scott flirts with the male butcher, asks to to hold his pepperoni log. Right. <laughs> Yeah, of the two, Scott is uh, definitely far more obvious and flamboyant yes. of the two, uh, and he and he's totally open to that. He's yeah. very aware of it um, and embraces it, and you know, and and is it Scott Vanderhoof? Yeah. No, it's Scott Donlin. Stefan. Stefan. Yeah. Stefan is and Stefan is. I mean, he's fine with it too. Mm-hmm. He's aware. He's very. They're very comfortable in their relationship, yeah. and with that, he just knows that Scott's going to flirt with every 
human every human male yeah. there is so but whatever yeah but but again, they get it and they love each other it, yeah. And it's, it's, oh, yeah it's for, for sure in some ways it's kind of mirrors the uh the jerry cookie relationship in a way with, yeah. with the with, the, with the exception being that as cookie flirts with other guys uh, jerry becomes more insecure mm-hmm. whereas in this stefan is just like yep that's scott but i know i know yep. he's coming back with he's... me so Exactly, he's going home with me. Yeah. So whatever. I, I love the portrayal of this couple. They just they love each other and and they communicate yeah. with each other, and they they get who each other are. And it's well, and and I love that like Scott's level of flirting is almost like purposely to make the other person uncomfortable. Yeah, like he doesn't care if this person may or may not be homosexual. He's just. You're a man, and I'm gonna lay it on thick just to make you uncomfortably yeah. awkward. I'm just gonna have, and a then little, we're gonna leave. Yeah, I'm just gonna have a little bit of fun yeah. right now, yeah, and then we're gonna leave with our fish and liver, and, yeah. <laughs> uh, and you'll be and you'll be left you'll be left uncomfortable. Yeah, Stefan indicates that he was a hairdresser and was married to a woman before he met Scott. Um, and they they describe themselves as the all American love story, which I yeah. I honestly think it really captures that. I think yeah I think yeah they, they I think they are probably the the happiest couple oh yeah of, and, and the, very and, secure and, and the most cons- maybe consistent of the couples yeah uh, on this in this movie and it and it shows and it's great uh, the other little note i have scott packed seven kimonos there for the for, for the 48 hour trip <laughs> yeah well he needs one more yeah <laughs> like, yeah they're taking like tapestries yeah. and you know it's like they are their energy together is i mean they are two peas in a pod for sure yeah um and and it is it's fun to watch just as they they are two like a two halves of a whole yeah. and they love old movies and japanese tapestry and yeah. they don't care what anybody else thinks no but they love each other they're kind to each right. other and, and they have fun with it uh the last couple the last sh- uh showers that we meet are uh <laughs> sherry ann and leslie ward cabot as well as their their hired handler Christy Cummings, played by Jane Lynch. Mm. So Sherry Ann and Leslie <laughs> Ward, Oz. There's a couple of differences. I would say one one difference in particular between this married couple. Uh, <laughs> Le- it's a pretty big difference. Yes, Leslie Ward is clearly older than Sherry. Yes, I would guess probably at, le- like, at least eighties. <laughs> oh, at least at least eighties. P- p- puckered face probably early onset dementia or maybe even halfway there i mean it's just like the man is he's just a an old pruny man in a wheelchair (laughs) that just blinks like he never says a word (laughs) the entire and sherry ann i'm guessing is probably supposed to be maybe like early to mid 30s or so and it is it is clearly clearly there for the to be the arm candy oh yeah this is a uh this is like, you know, this was like the real life, like Anna Nicole Smith. Yes. You know, like I, yeah, I, I love him. I'm like, he's 50 years older than you are. <laughs> oh. Like, he, what does he offer you? Oh, he offers me money is what he offers. Although she, she says otherwise. She says that their relationship is, is still very physical <laughs> and that he still, yeah. he pushes her buttons. <laughs> as, as they cut to him, like staring off blinking. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled another quote, and I've, I've, I've kind of cut some quotes together here. We both love soup, the outdoors. Oh, I love that sno- line. Snow peas, talking and <laughs> talking and not talking. We could talk or not talk forever. Yeah. We could not talk or talk forever. And still find things to not talk about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, my God, she's so great at this. 
So again, and then uh, we—I think that's really the last we see of Leslie Ward. Uh, and then it's yeah. it's Sherry Ann and a handler, Christy Cummings, again played by Jane Lynch, working with Rhapsody in White, also known as Butch. Butch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's again, Sherry Ann is very very feminine. You know, wears a lot of, of bright kind of pastel-y colors, you know, like fur, yeah. fur lighting, poof balls, that kind of thing. She'd wear a tiara every day if she could pull it yes. off. Yes. And then there's Christy. Christy wears a yeah. lot of, of pantsuits, uh, kind of describes herself as being the taskmaster, uh, while Sherry Ann yeah. is there for unconditional love. So, again, it's uh, the implication early on is that Christy is lesbian, and yes, Christy is lesbian. And we yes. we will get back to how that dynamic unfolds as the as the, the right. as the dog show progresses. Uh, we 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 meet a couple other side characters. Uh, the hotel manager, played by Ed Begley Jr. He there's a great little scene of him talking about different cleaning products. <laughs> right, it's so boring. And, t- and you know he really gets into it when he's talking about uh, you know a rock band coming. We saw him coming, so we put down the rubber sheets. Yeah. <laughs> still couldn't believe they roasted a they roasted a goat in the room. <laughs> right. Now whether or not that rock band was Spinal Tap. Yeah, I know. I was thinking that too. I'm like, eh, it's probably spinal tap. It's up for debate. Apparently they weren't aware there was a toilet in the room. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, then we get a little a little sequence here with it with the characters, Oz, as we kind of transition from act one to act two. Act two, I would say, is very brief, and that's and that's basically they've arrived or are or are in some cases preparing to arrive to the uh, to the dog show itself in Philadelphia. We get a, a great little moment of uh, Stefan and Scott arriving at the hotel. Scott is dressed in fur and trendy sunglasses. And <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> whereas, whereas uh, you know, Stefan is just you know very casual and yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm skipping over some of the inconsequential stuff here. Uh, Cookie and Jerry have some trouble once they get to the hotel. Oh, yeah, poor Cookie and it's, Jerry. It's their good. It's their good card yep. though. <laughs> run, run it again. Run it again. Sometimes you just got to rub the magnetic strip. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And so you get two bills. Like you, you get, you know, you get two, two, long story short, they haven't been paying their, they, they can't afford to pay their credit card bill. Yeah. Yet they continue using their credit card. Yeah. Um, and so you get two statements before, before they cut <laughs> it off. And uh, Cookie doesn't realize that the second statement has come. Yes. So they, they can't afford the hotel room that they've booked. So Ed Begley Jr., the the Mark Schaefer character, uh, cuts him cuts him a break, and he lets him stay in the utility room. Yeah, we we'll get <laughs> someone in here to clean this stuff up. Like we'll bring a couple cots in <laughs> amongst the chemicals. Right, you, you know, you guys are right next to the kitchen, so just uh, <laughs> grab somebody for room service and let them know. This scene always reminds me. There's uh, there's a scene in a, in an early Simpsons episode where Homer and Marge are trying to kind of reignite their love life. And so uh-huh. they're going around to different places, and they end up at a hotel that's that's booked up. You know, they're, they're different themed rooms, and they end up in the utility room <laughs> on a couple of cots. <laughs> and as they get in there, and they're trying to make themselves comfortable, uh, a hotel worker comes in and says, "Don't mind me, folks. Just need the old wet dry vac." <laughs> <laughs> so they think they think they're in a theme room. Yeah, but they're really no, in they're really in an actual utility room and. And what what this guy needs the wet dry vac for in a hotel like this, you could only yeah. <laughs> you can use your imagination yeah, exactly. for. Exactly. <laughs> and it's the Yuck. and it's the it's the old wet dry vac. 
which indicates yeah. that it's used. Yeah, the, the old. It's, it's used yeah. often, <laughs> right? It's their number one it's, cleaning it's, product. And they go to that wet drive back often. Uh, then we're at the pre-party, Oz, and Cookie runs into another old flame. Yeah, <laughs> much to Jerry's chagrin. Uh, yeah, he oh he hates himself so much when this happens. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry just can't escape the moment fast enough. Uh, this other flame indicates that uh, <laughs> that Cookie also has a skill of putting her legs up. She must be yep. she must be very flexible. Is the implication there? Is this the one that uh, that he's he's been with? He's been with a lot of waitresses. Yes. But, yeah. <laughs> but she's but she's by far the best. Yeah. <laughs> and when she then leans into it, she's like, "You darn right." Yeah. <laughs> she's proud of it. A lot. <laughs> like, you're right. I am. <laughs> and Jerry just just can't get out of there fast enough. No, not enough. No. Harlan's he talking with it. Megan Hamilton about fishing lures. <laughs> Which wait, I I love this dynamic because. Yeah. These three could not be any further a, a part of, you know, in terms of life experiences yeah. <laughs> and interests or whatever. Yet they're the ones chatting it up. Yeah. Well, it's a one-sided guy. As in Hamilton just, is that J. Crew? Yeah. <laughs> he, he, was, he was to check the label he's on check, his, jacket. his jacket. <laughs> Even Meg's like, Hamilton, he's like, what, I gotta know. Yeah. Like, yeah, like- I, could, I only, yeah, there's only certain things I know how to talk about and... I just need yeah. to know if this is catalog or not. <laughs> like Harlan would would care what he's wearing. Right, like he would have any idea. And then as we start the show, the 125th annual Mayflower Dog Show, uh, we meet the uh, <laughs> the television, oh. the, the the two commentators. Uh, tr- is it Trevor? I forget Trevor's last name. Yeah, Beckman. There we go. Tre- thank you, Trevor Beckman, uh, who is played by oh. God, I forget it. British British guy. I'm I'm blanking right now. Oh, it's all it's right. Jim something. You you keep you keep talking. I'll. It's probably Jim Parsons. It, it probably <laughs> probably is Jim Parsons. No, I I got it. You got it. You, okay. You keep going. Yep. Yep. We got uh, we got Trevor, who is the knowledgeable one. He's British, which makes him sound even more even smarter. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is it Jim Cummings? Is that his name? Uh, but he he's the lead so he's sort of like the play-by-play guy right uh, and then you have buck laughlin played by the one and only fred willard oh my gosh as they were as christopher guest was was uh letting them know how to prepare for their characters he told the guy who played trevor beck with you know to do some research because he has to be knowledgeable on different dog breeds and how shows are run and how they're judged and how the competitions work and he t- Jim P- P- Piddick. Piddick, thank you, Jim Piddock. Piddock. Uh, and so Jim Piddick did his research. He intentionally told Fred Willard, "I don't want you to do any research. I just want you to show up." <laughs> so he, which yes, I could. Oh, uh, and it shows. Yeah. Oh, he's so great. He's so great. Apparently, he he modeled his character after a guy who actually does the Westminster Dog Show. As it kind of shows up and <laughs> and, and doesn't <laughs> doesn't know as much as you would think someone would. But uh, some some are big, some are small, some are really small. Some have coats that look like they were spun by a spider. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it had to be nearly impossible to sit next to him as he's just yeah, going. Yeah, it, it, and and again, if anyone for those listeners who know Fred Willard's work, he just goes. He just yeah. goes. Like if you've seen. 
waiting for Guffman. Like he just takes over scenes, and the other and the other performers just kind of get out of his way, and they're they're yeah. fine with it because they know oh, how great yeah. it can be. Yeah, he's going to elevate every scene yeah. he's in. I mean, he did the he did the same thing, in, and this is Spinal Tap. I mean, yeah. just they show up at that you know at that Air Force base yeah. and just step aside and let him go yeah. because <laughs> he's going to take you places yeah. and really, but he's but pretty much everything he does is solo as well. Like he's he, I think he does a great job of of taking everyone somewhere, but not like putting you on the spot to keep up. Yeah. Because exactly. I think I, I think a lot could fall apart. You've got more imp- far more improv background than I do, uh, which is zero for me. Um, but just you know, I think that could be really damaging if you just throw this curveball to a fellow cast member and they they can't keep up. But Fred Willard, he just he's good. He yeah, <laughs> you're in good hands if he's on your set. <laughs> uh, Trevor is talking about his he has his own obedience schools, Oz, and he's written a book and. Buck says, I went to one of those obedience places once. It all goes well until they <laughs> spill hot candle wax on my private parts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, backstage, Meg and Hamilton are preparing with Beatrice. Meg says that Beatrice is freaking out. <laughs> as, yeah, as she is freaking out. Yeah. Hamilton crawls into the crate looking for the busy bee. And he screams at Meg, it's not here. Run to the hotel. Run! Go get it! It's like spitting on her. She's like, don't spit on me! (laughs) So Meg gets to the hotel. She threatens a a Latina maid with INS. Just these people are... They're they're so entitled. It's it's like when Hamilton threatened threatened the guy at the airport with a lawsuit. Right. And so she has to go to a pet store to to buy something else. So there's a fun little exchange as she's trying to find an approximation (laughs) of, of the busy bee. And everything offered to her that is closest to the busy bee is nowhere near what she actually took. <laughs> That's a fish. <laughs> That's a bear in a bee costume. <laughs> and then the event begins as we're officially underway. Uh, I have this broken up into the different groups that our different competitors are in. So we start with the hound group. <laughs> uh, and this It's mostly, you know, the voiceover with Trevor and Buck. Oh, yeah. So I'm just going to kind of go through some of the lines here <laughs> that just, just tickled my funny bone. <laughs> Ouch, did, did I see where she put her hands? I hate to go on a date with her. <laughs> <laughs> and again, he knows nothing about what's going on. And he, no, and you can, no. And you can tell that he's sort of this, like, kind of kind of bro-y, you know, he probably does a lot, a yeah. lot of... Uh, more traditional, what what we think of as, as traditional American sports commentating, you know, like baseball, f- oh, yeah. football, basketball. Yeah. But here he is, because the network needed a, a color commentator, someone to connect with the audience. Well, and it's great though, because you, if you've seen Dodgeball, you get the you get the vibe that Jason Bateman patterned his yes, like commentary character after Fred Willard, yeah, uh, in this movie. Because again, just the same, completely clueless, but my mouth doesn't stop talking. Uh, just, you know, just, uh, stream of consciousness coming right out of the old cake yeah. hole. I have a feeling that the Jason Bateman character in Dodgeball is probably like the, like the 30 year old version of probably yes, this like yeah. 60 year old version of, 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 of right. Buck Laughlin. He's doing, he's doing commentary on the Ocho. <laughs> ESPN 8. So Trevor, Trevor is impressed by Hubert, but thinks he's still a few years away. And Buck says, he's just trying to get some playing time in. Hey, why don't they put a Sherlock Holmes hat and pipe on? I think that'd really get the crowd going. (laughs) 
He then makes some football analogies. Like, that looks like a fast dog. Who, who do you think would win in a race? Would he be the receiver? If he was a wide receiver, which one would be the wide receiver? Which one would be the tight end? And Trevor just doesn't know what to make of it. And, uh, right, uh, yeah, which just know. makes it even funnier. Trevor trying to respond to Buck. And it turns out Oz, Huber wins the Hound Group. Yes, he does. So he's Good a, old Huber. He's on to the finals. Um, which shouldn't be really of a surprise to anybody that all of the, pretty much all of the couples that we've been focused on up to this point are are going to, yeah. you know, they're going to, they wouldn't be the focus of a movie like this if they all get dropped out yeah. in, the, in the, in the group <laughs> rounds. Uh, we have the toy group next, uh, which is Scott and Stefan. So Scott shows uh-huh. while Stefan is up in the stands with his, with his tiny um, sort of, uh, like like opera binoculars. Yeah, yeah, the the ones that flip backwards. Yeah, and have, and, on the little pole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Scott comes out with Agnes. He's wearing a very sharp burgundy jacket, very well dressed. Uh, has has his kind of hand out to his side with his palm up as he's showing. Yes. And turns out, uh, you know, Agnes wins the round. She wins the toy group. So congratulations to Scott and Agnes. Uh, the terrier group is next, Oz. Uh, Trevor indicates that a lot of winners have come from this group in the past. So a little foreshadowing there. Foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. <laughs> the alternate name to our show, spoiler alert, with, with Oz and Chris. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> Buck says, you know, to think that in some countries dogs are eaten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then he goes on to question, how do they mini- how do they make miniature dogs? Like, you'd think you would have breed them big. <laughs> do, they have, do they shrink them down? Like, like there's some kind of gun they use. To... And he clearly, he's not just making it up. This is, this is Buck. This, he just, he doesn't yeah, get it. Yeah, he has no idea. Yeah. To which, you know, he's told that they breed them that way. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. Buck also recognizes Cookie. He recognizes, hey, the handler that that Norwich Terrier looks familiar. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this through gag yeah. through the whole movie. And turns out Winky wins, Oz. Yay! Yep, so Winky. Cookie shows and Winky wins. So Winky's on to the finals. Uh the uh, let's see. Next we have, let's see. We got the uh, the sporting group. Which would be, uh, which would be the? Is this the swans? Yeah, Buck describes as the jocks. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, yet. Yeah, this is the swans. So they bring out Beatrice, and uh, and Beatrice clearly has not recovered from the the trauma and is oh, still yeah. feeling distraught. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Beatrice was just not ready for a dog show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, like Megan Hamilton keep blaming it on the distraughtness, and I'm like, I just think you're overestimating your dog. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think your dog is ready for this, and yet you, you believe she is. Yeah. Well, they want to believe that, that she is. Yeah. yeah, of course, right. And right. so Beatrice, she she starts barking at the judge, and she jumps up on the judge. She puts her front paws, and Beatrice is a is a larger dog, and 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 she gets dismissed as yeah yeah so they're they're Hamil- despite hamilton's begging yeah <laughs> uh and, and buck buck makes some more great great comments here <laughs> he went after her like she was made out of ham <laughs> i swear you're reading my movie notes man i'll let, I'll let you take all the quotes from here uh, no it's fine it's fine that's actually the last one i had down so 
Uh, prior to the non-sporting group going out, we had another little backstage moment between Christy and Sherry Ann. Uh, Sherry Ann went to put some makeup on on Christy. Yeah, <laughs> she did her. Yeah, did her hair and makeup that mm-hmm. day. <laughs> Didn't work at all. And then and then she also tried to Christy tried to intimidate Harlan and Hubert also, which uh, yeah, which didn't work at all. Not gonna work on old Harlan because <laughs> he doesn't know who you are. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you know who I am. Well, I do and I don't. <laughs> uh, and then we get the non-sporting group, which is Rhapsody and White's group. Oz. So Sherry Ann is backstage. She orders a bucket of popcorn, half butter, half salt. <laughs> <laughs> this is usually I stay backstage and just stuff myself. <laughs> you get the idea that when she's nervous, that she just eats. Yeah. Uh, Stefan and Scott are watching from the hotel room, and they make uh, some comments about about Christy. Uh, and Rhapsody and White wins. Christy is really pumped, Oz. <laughs> very excited. <laughs> you get the uh, the sense that Christy is a very competitive person. Like yeah, like, I was gonna say, you know, along those same lines. Yeah, she uh, it's win or win or nothing uh-huh, for her. Yeah. And the camera again, we're watching through Scott and Stefan's TV, and kind of through their eyes, and the camera kind of lingers. As Christy goes to goes over to Sherry Ann and and Oz, what happens there? Uh, they embrace, and then that embrace turns into a much deeper embrace uh-huh. as they basically just start making yep. out right there in the tunnel yep. uh, to the dog show. Scott notes that Rhapsody has two mommies. <laughs> Rhapsody has two mommies. Yep. <laughs> and then as we're on to the final round, best in show. So here we go. So of our of the five we've been following, the only one that did not make it was Beatrice. So it's the other four with a with a couple others from the other groups. Yep. Uh, backstage though, prior to the round beginning, uh, Jerry and, and and Cookie are talking with Winky, and, <laughs> and Cookie takes a tumble, Oz. She falls and blows out her she knee. Blows out her knee. Apparently, it was kind of a touching scene though, because yeah. like Scott and Sherry yeah. both like like they came. I mean like. We're all headed into the finals of this dog show, you know, but yet it, I still, I like the, just the brief moment of camaraderie that they really were concerned yeah. about Cookie's well-being. Yeah. It, it, it didn't, it, <laughs> she even, got a, she looked like a blown out tire. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Apparently. She walked like a, she, she walked like a broken shopping cart. <laughs> that's a, that's a good analogy for that. <laughs> Apparently Catherine O'Hara, she could just do that with her leg. <laughs> and Christopher guessed, I, Christopher guessed somehow knew she did it. And like, I want you to do the thing with your knee. Like, <laughs> oh man! And so Jerry, two left foot Jerry has to has to step in, so to speak, and, sh- yeah. and show Winky. So as Buck says, it's the bottom of the night that a pinch hitter comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I love when when the judge calls up Winky and takes a look at him, and then once <laughs> and then once Jerry to take a take a you know take a, a loop around yeah. you know take not a loop I shouldn't use that that word with Jerry but you know to take a, a stroll around and instead of turning left he he spins in a circle yeah, to the yeah. right because it's the only direction he can go <laughs> and then he continues his walk. Yeah, he, he real tight circle. He yeah. has to go right. He, he can't turn left. <laughs> so they all come out. They all show. Buck makes a couple more great lines. I just out of nowhere, how much weight do you think I can bench press? <laughs> <laughs> right? I know this is a little off topic, but uh, yeah. what do you think I can bench? Yes, Trevor. Three fifteen. Yes, Trevor. If money's ever exchanged to influence the judges, <laughs> if dogs from different countries can understand each other, <laughs> <laughs> right? They bark in different languages. <laughs> and Oz, it's time for the winner, and it's Winky. Winky, it is Winky, Winky wins, and you get the. Oh you get my the, god! The, the, go, ahead. go ahead, no, go ahead, please. 
I was just say the look on Sherry's face is just total, or like Christy's face, just total disgust. Yeah. Like she looks like she's about to throw up in her mouth because she lost, not because Winky won, but because she lost. Yeah. Two-time champion and she lost. There's a great wide shot of Winky and and Jerry celebrating, and Cookie comes hobbling up with her with her knee, just kind of flopping around <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> And they win, and they celebrate, and then uh, we get a little epilogue, like in like in most Christopher Guest movies, we get the little like several months later. So yeah, where are they now? Yes. So Cookie and Jerry, they got the key to the city. Picture in the newspaper, three radio interviews, <laughs> <laughs> and it shows them recording an, a full album of songs about terriers. And as they're going through this, the sound guy, the recording guy, recognizes Cookie. (laughs) Jerry's just beating his head against the microphone. (laughs) That's the only time I've been on a roller coaster. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not wearing underwear. (laughs) Sherry Ann and Christy have started a magazine uh, whose title we cannot say because on our PG podcast here. But it focuses on the issues of the lesbian dog owner. So good. they're on their third issue. Yeah, so good for them. Uh, yeah. Harlan has fully started his his puppet ventriloquism act as, as he performs oh, at, at like a at a sparsely v- crowded VFW. It's yeah. A, yeah, it's like a VFW. <laughs> he looks like a real life howdy doody. He does. Like, yeah, he's dre- he's dressed like a cowboy and he can't lasso and it knocks over the cactus yeah. like stage decorations. <laughs> Uh, Stefan and Scott are uh, doing a, a Shih Tzu calendar of movies from the 30s and 40s. <laughs> and Megan Hamilton, we end where, we're, where we began, Oz. We're back with yep. the same therapist. And it turns out Megan Hamilton, they got rid of Beatrice because she was negative and hurtful. Just, yeah, it's just bad energy out of that dog. Their sex life is better because Beatrice mm-hmm. is gone. Uh, and they have a new dog, Kipper. He's He's a winner, and he likes to actually watch them. And we, so gross. and we pan down and Kipper is getting to going to town, get, getting to know the therapist's leg. <laughs> right. And that's we're it. Gonna have, uh, <laughs> we're going to have puppies. Yeah. And that's it, folks. That's uh, 2000s. Christopher Guest directed. Oh, it's been that long already. Show. I remember seeing this movie in the theater at the Meadowview Theater in Kankakee, Illinois. Oh, mm-hmm. man. 22 years old already. Yes. Hard to believe. Good for them. Yes. So at this point in the show, folks, Oz and I give our own unique rating to the film in question, in this case, Best in Show. Oz, how would you rate this movie? I'm going to give this movie number one. It's the winner. It's the winner. One. Yep. It's the winner. It is? Best in Show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> best in Show is Best in Show. There you go. Love it. <laughs> how about What about you? I'm going to go with 88 Busy Bees. There you go. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I don't think Beatrice would have been upset with 88 busy nope. bees. You find your busy bee, your busy bee. <laughs> <laughs> He's so aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> Next up in our uh, forecast of funnies here, we have Outside Insight, where Oz and I each share an unprofessional review we found from somewhere in the interwebs, in this case, Best in Show. Oz, what is your Outside Insight? Oh, well, as much as I love this movie, Bloomin' Sat on Letterboxd is not a fan, giving the movie (laughs) half star. His or her review. This is an impressively lame movie about lame people directed in the most lame fashion in all of movie history. (laughs) I could barely imagine how lame you have to be as a person to enjoy this film. 
one out of ten does not describe nearly enough how lame this movie is. <laughs> Truly offensively lame. Offensively lame. Oh, wow. <laughs> this person was offended by this movie. <laughs> how lame it was. So, uh, Blumensat, thank you, but I wholeheartedly disagree. <laughs> how many lames were there? Uh, like six one, or seven? two, three, four, five, six. Six lames. Yep. Three, four sentences long, six lames. So, <laughs> thank you, Bloomin' Sat. That's a lot of lames. Uh, yep. My uh, my review comes from IMDb. This is from Beetle28. Beetle-28. <laughs> this movie made me mad. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> you pe- I think Bloomin' Sat and Beetle28 are the, are the swans of this of the review world. <laughs> They're the old men in the Muppet Theater. Yeah. You people are sick. <laughs> no, I am not joking. <laughs> oh, I'm ill. <laughs> you are all sick of the head. The idea that this movie has a rating over two makes me even more angry. Oh, my. Uh, for all of you that haven't seen this, here's a quick little rundown. You know those terrible people who annoy you every time they talk? Imagine spending a full hour and a half listening to them. even the cute value of the dogs didn't come close to saving this horrid movie even the two (laughs) dollars and 75 cents i paid for it was a ripoff one of the worst films i've ever seen only movies worse than this are supernova and of course the most terrible of them all omega code <laughs> what did Supernova and Omega Code do to get drug into this? <laughs> this guy is so angry at those movies, he drags them into yeah. reviews of other movies he hates. It's bad, but it's not as bad as Omega Code. Yeah, Omega Code, but this was top top three or bottom three if you put it that way. Bottom I'm so three. mad. I'm not joking. <laughs> oh, you sickos! Like. <laughs> Oh my! My mental health is is uh, is directly related <laughs> yeah. to the IMDb rating of movies that I didn't like. Uh, so, Beetle Twenty Eight, I hope you're getting the help that you need. <laughs> yes, yes, I hope so too. Uh, see a therapist. Yes. Um, even if you have a dog, you could take your dog to the therapist that Megan yeah. Hamilton was. Just, we're just going don't to see. let it get too close to the therapist's leg. <laughs> no, no, no. And, that was a good one. Yes, it was. And folks, it's time for our <laughs> signature segment, the three, two, one. Beep, 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 beep. In which Oz and I each share three goods, two bads, and one, huh, about the movie in discussion. In this case, best in show. Oz, what are your three goods, my friend? Uh, my first one, I I love um, just the throwaway lines uh, that don't move anything along. Early on, when the Flex are down in Florida and they're doing their little dog show and or Jerry's sitting next to an old man. He's like, boy, sure is a beautiful day. And then the woman next to him goes, yeah, when I woke up, I was so glad. <laughs> and it's just lines like that, you know, the, uh, the, the back, you know, the, we could not talk or talk forever. Um, you know, where Jerry's so excited cause they're going to go to Philadelphia for this, for this show. And they're having a little going away party and, and uh, what are you going to do? You go see the Liberty Bell? Or we're going to go to the place where they make the cream cheese. <laughs> and like everybody around him is so excited. Ah, you know. And uh, I want to know where they make the light cream cheese. It's like the lines that Michael Showalter uh, in Wet Hot American Summer, where Michael Showalter, but what is not playing Coop, but he's playing the guy that's introducing yeah. the, uh, that. Oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah the, ter- those, the, the terrible stand-up comedian. Yeah. 
Yes, but it's like those lines, but in this movie, they're like genuinely out of the mouth of, of people, yeah. not trying to be a stand comedian. Uh, you know, and, and my last one is like, he went after her like she's made out of ham. <laughs> like, you know, just those lines that they're just, there's so many of them in this and they're all just, you know, more than likely they're all ad-libbed yeah. and they're all just improv and it, they're just so funny. I think I, That's my first I think I'd is, read that it's just the, 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 <coughs> there was no script for the movie. There was a plot outline that was 16 pages long. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Good for these guys. Yeah. So, I mean, they literally carried the movie, mm-hmm. made it up as they went along. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, it's so that's so wonderful. I just, the creativity and, and talent of, of some people just amazes me. Uh, my second good are, are the side characters. Of course, we've got a pretty large focal group of, of cast mm-hmm. members. Uh, but, you know, you're Larry Miller, yeah. you're Ed Begley Jr., um, you know, you're Fred Willard. Just these side characters are so great. And they all have their own contributions. Some of them are supposed to be funny. Some of them play them a little bit, you know, straighter. But yeah. they're still, like, they, they still really anchor the film. So it's not like everybody in the movie is some sort of, uh, you know, funny entry into this yeah. film. But it would, I do. All the side characters are great. Uh, and I really like the scenes where there were two characters. Usually they were interview style. Two characters on screen. And you could tell uh, that they're just improv uh, off one another. Um, and just watching those scenes just build their foundation and scaffold higher and higher and higher. Um, it just, you know, it was just so fun, especially knowing again, you know, how much improv was in this movie and watching two performers with a camera on them just go. Um, and so I, those are my, those are my three goods. Uh, I just, everything about this movie I love. (laughs) How about you? Uh, my three goods, uh, I'll start with the hostage negotiation scene near the beginning with Larry Miller. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We kind of talked about it before, but just a quick recap, you know, the, the troubled teenage son takes Winky and is sitting on the top of the, of the shed outside about to throw him off with a, with a toy parachute on and Larry Miller's character, Max, who, who clearly is, is, uh. (laughs) <laughs> a, a uh, hostage negotiator who thinks he's much better than what he is. And don't <laughs> yeah. worry, honey. This is what I do. And he just and then he just berates his child. <laughs> oh my! It's like every every jumper is his fault, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Secret of the industry: they always jump. <laughs> Good thing there weren't any gargoyles around there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So that little scene, uh, it just I, I forgot about that scene when I was rewatching this the other day, and like, oh, oh okay, it it just stuck out. <laughs> uh, my second good, I'll just go with the editing, uh, the editing in general. That that's really what makes these mockumentary movies work. As you have to you have to know where the punchline is and know where to where to yes. cut and and how to, you know, keep some semblance of a story to plot together. Uh, and, and the editing, I thought, was just absolutely top-notch in this. Like, again, it, you, oh, you yeah. have to have a great sense of timing to do that. And I thought that it, it just, it did a great job of balancing the jokes with the story and the characters. Uh, and then my last one is, oh, let's go with, I had trusting the performers down, but you that's kind of ties in with one of yours. Um, let's go with Cookie's X's and Jerry's Insecurities. <laughs> i like it yeah just how she they keep running into people that she knows from her past and and, and jerry's reactions to this <laughs> he's just you know you could tell that they love each other and that you know she's yeah. she's with him for the long haul but he just can't escape her past <laughs> right which is which is an odd phrase yeah. like 
you know, he can't escape her past. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you could again, you could tell he's a good guy and he's, tra- he's oh, yeah. trying to be patient, but it just it happens so frequently. And you could tell that this is, that these are not the only instances in which this has happened because it Well, you get yeah, you get the vibe too that that their personal life probably does not have the excitement that her past does. Yeah. So like, you know, all of these wild rompous rendezvous she's had with all these people across the country you know and then like their relationship like she's her wild oats are in her past Mm -hmm. and so jerry probably he doesn't get to experience any of that level of fun with with cookie because she's already (laughs) because she's experienced it with everyone else so there's probably that extra level of uh you know (laughs) i'm who she's settled on yeah and and all these other guys are I think probably, you know, because again, he has these false teeth in as well. So they're better looking than yeah. he is and, and yeah. you know, and, and better, you know, more fit than he is. <laughs> and, and there he yeah. is. He's just two left foot Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, his pride and joy is his dog. Yeah, Winky. So those are my three goods. Oz, what are your two bads? Uh, my first bad is, and it's nitpicky, you know, while all the characters I felt were just perfect in this movie the sheer amount of them did not allow a lot of time for really any of sure. them. Um, you know, that I would have, I would have loved to see any of these couples, uh, or even Harlan, just, you know, more of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's no fault of the filmmakers or even the performers. It's just, there's so many great characters that you fall in love with all of them and you want to see more of all of them. And there's just not time for more of all of them. So that's my first bad is, uh, you know, it's it's like uh, this this meal's so good. I wish I had more. Yeah. Um, but I'm just I took my last bite, so I'm out. And my second one is that um, the movie is so great. I can't think of a second bad. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's my second bad is that I couldn't it's find you don't one, have a, which I made, don't have a second bad. W- w- yeah, which made doing this part uh, a little more difficult. <laughs> so. <laughs> There you go. What are your two? Uh, again, it's super nitpicky. I had plot as one, but that kind of relates to what you said before. Also, I'll, I'll kind of build off that, and more specifically, more Don Lake, Bob Balaban, and Ed Begley Jr. Yeah, yeah. Those guys are great. Yeah, and, and they're in, most of them are in other Christopher Guest works as well. <coughs> but again, there just wasn't time for them, and their characters were right. much, much more inconsequential to the narrative. You know, Don Lake, I think we saw once or twice. Bob Balaban, we saw once or twice. Ed Begley Jr., we saw a couple of times. Um, and, and their characters didn't really have a lot of room to, to breathe and grow, which I mean, they didn't, right. It's because they were inconsequential, inconsequential, you know, the yeah. main characters were yeah. the, were the dog handlers and their partners, but I just, I love them as performers and I just want to see more whenever I can. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. One of my favorite, and I think it's completely underrated and overlooked a lot is, uh, have you ever seen Transylvania six, 5,000? No. Oh, it's Ed, Ed Begley Jr. Jeff Goldblum. Michael Richards, Gina Davis, um, and it it's like Goldblum and Begley Jr. are um, they're like newspaper reporters, and they go to like Transylvania, where there's supposedly there's supposedly a Wolfman and a Frankenstein and a vamp, you know, and a vampire, and so they're going to um, you know investigate all of this. Well, then of course they get to the root of what it is. You know, there's a mad doctor and mm-hmm. oh, it's just it was one of those growing up it was on HBO a lot sure. and so I watched it a lot and it's just um it's so much fun. It's just goofy and high energy 
probably doesn't have a very big IMDb rating, uh, just because it is, it's just a dumb movie. Mm. Um, but it really is, you see a lot of like, Ed, like you see a lot of Egg Begley Jr. shine. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Goldblum gets to be Jeff Goldblum. Michael Richards is slapstick funny. Gina Davis is as hot as you ever seen Gina Davis in a movie. Uh, she's pretty smoking in <laughs> that one. Um, but it's just it's just a fun movie, top to bottom, and it's got a lot of heart and it's got a lot of fun. Uh, and so we might have to figure out a way to get okay. that on the podcast because it's it's a it's a very fun ride. Well, as you and knowing you haven't knowing you haven't seen it, I definitely want to get it, get it in front of you. One well, way as another. you indicated at the top of the episode, we we normally find a movie we like and then and and, and then create <laughs> right. the month around it. <laughs> yeah, this uh, I've already got one in mind. This will be uh, move you know movies with numbers in the title. There you go. So there we go. <laughs> Uh, my other bad. Is, this isn't so much about the movie. It's just poor Beatrice, the dog. Yeah, oh yeah, the poor, <laughs> poor dog has to put up with those two owners, Megan Hamilton. Yeah, pretty awful. Yeah, they're just, they're just <laughs> awful, annoying people who I can't imagine anyone would ever want to be around, let alone be a dog owned by them, a, a, yes. a performing dog. So poor Beatrice. Ugh. Although Kipper seemed happy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he was having a good time. Likes to watch. Tooks no- <laughs> takes notes, too. <laughs> Oz, what's your one huh? Uh, I want to know, how did Jerry end up with Cookie? Mm-hmm. With a history like hers? Yeah, that's, that's like, one of my possible haws. Yeah. How did their paths cross? Yeah. And then she, like, you know, I just, I want to, I'd love to hear that backstory. Because he clearly was not one of her, you know, escapades. Yeah. Um, you know, and I just... I'd love to see how that worked out. Um, and so that's my huzz. How did Jerry end up with Cookie yeah, well, with a history like hers? Yeah, did they meet at a bar? Were they set up? You know, was it a blind yeah. date? You know, how, how yeah, did they encounter no each other? And how did that... I just, and, and what does she yeah. find attractive in him? Right. I just, I would love to know. <laughs> how about you? What's your huzz? So that was one of my possible huzz. Uh I... What happens to Leslie to Leslie Ward Cabot? <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he died. Because <laughs> I mean, we really only see him at the beginning, and you know he's with Cheyenne, right. and they clearly have a have a, a highly engaged relationship. Very much mm-hmm. so, yeah. So what what happens to him? What's his story? Yeah, that's a good one. Is is he aware of Sherry <laughs> of Cheyenne and Christine? I, <laughs> Doubt it. And if so, what are his thoughts? <laughs> yeah. Oh my, he re- he just he he reminds me of like the shrunken head guy in Beetlejuice. Yeah, he just big eyes, just kind of there, yeah. not saying a word. Uh, my better half thought that uh, thought that he was blue from uh, old school. Oh, from old school, I could see. Yeah, that. and I know that actor is a performer from the old uh, Late Night with Conan show. Uh-huh. Where he, he played he played a, a very old decrepit Dracula in one bit with, 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 with a young much more attractive female that he was seducing oh, I'll have to look it's, for that okay, one. I'll have to I'll have to find that on YouTube and send it to you it's uh, the bit is called the the erotic was it the erotic vampire or something like that uh-huh. <laughs> with him being the erotic vampire yeah <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, oh, so yeah, right. folks. That that's two thousands best in show, helmed by Christopher Guest, uh, the master of the mockumentary forum. We've got one week we left. Do. We got one more this month. What do we got in store next week, guys? 
We are going to wrap up this month with another movie you have not seen before. The most recent of all the mockumentaries we've covered so far. We're going to cover uh, Andy Samberg and Lonely Island's pop star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. Uh, I have only seen it one time, and it's been it's been a few months ago. Mm-hmm. So uh, movies like this have so much throwaway material that I'm sure, even though I'm I'm I, I'm aware of what the plot line is because I've seen the movie. Uh, so much of it is going to feel fresh mm-hmm. because throwaway stuff is quickly forgotten until you've seen it on repeat viewings. Yeah. Uh, I do remember really enjoying this movie. It is very funny. If you're familiar with the uh, original SNL digital shorts, The Lonely Island uh, was behind many of those. Uh, Lazy Sunday, um, I'm on a boat, D in a box. Yeah, the thing uh, in a box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, um, plus many, many more. Uh, so these guys are very talented, very funny, and they're all on screen. Uh, they, um, they play members of a, of a pop group that breaks up, um, and then, you know, finds their way. Uh, but it is very, very funny. So I'm very looking forward to sharing that with, with you, the viewers, and you as well, Chris. I'm looking because, forward to it. Uh, I think it's going to be one that you... Uh, also find a lot of joy in. There's a lot, I won't call it a lot of similarities with, with Walk Hard, um, but it's in that vein sure. of, there are a lot of, I, if I remember correctly, there's a lot of musicians in the okay. movie playing themselves. Um, and it's just, it kind of, it's like, it's, you, you hear of historical fiction. Yeah. Um, this is almost like modern day fiction where we're going to like create these people and insert them into what, what the pop world probably is like around this time mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and let them navigate and, and as if they were real. So it is, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, and I just, I think Andy Sandberg's funny anyway. So the wrong kid died. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and so, um, actually I was watching, uh, I've seen two members of lonely Island and Paul Rudd movies this last week. Oh yeah. I just, I, yeah, I was shuffling through Plex and watched, uh, role models with Paul Rudd and Sean William Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, it's that's been a, a while movie. since I've seen that. It's a fun movie. David Wayne movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and um, and Jorma of Lonely Island is is in that movie. Very small role. One of those I saw, I'm like, wait, is that the guy from Lonely Island? And it is. And then uh, my wife and I watched um, I Love You Man with Paul Rudd and... Mm-hmm. Um, also a fun movie. Jason, Se- Jason Siegel And Andy Samberg is in that movie as Paul Rudd's gay brother. Uh who much like Stefan in this movie, he he likes to challenge himself by hitting on straight guys just to see yeah. <laughs> who's interested. So, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that that also was a, a very fun movie. A lot of um, Reno nine one one upright citizens citizens yep. brigade state state people in that movie. Thomas Lennon and and of that ilk. Um, but yeah, both very fun movies. Uh, so yeah, pop star never stop never stopping will be on our radar for next week. Um, so that's it pretty much for the show. Yeah. You know where to find us. Uh, you know, all your favorite podcast apps. You can find us on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon. If you want to help us out, if not, that's fine. We do this because we love it. Um, you got anything before we sign off? No, just looking forward to pop star. Never stop. Never stopping next week. No, it's a fun one. It's a fun one. So, all right. Well, listeners and viewers, thanks for spending some more time with us this week. We really enjoy your company. Even though you never leave comments below, you never leave reviews. 
you never rank us or rate us or anything like that. We'd love it if you'd start doing that so that we could get some feedback on what we can do or better yet, give us some in, give us some feedback on things that we can ignore so we'll just continue doing what we're doing. I don't, we still I like don't to... want to resent our listeners' eyes. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> don't make us do this for us. Keep letting us think we're doing it for you. So, <laughs> All right, yeah, give us a shout-out somewhere. We'd love to uh, expand our listener reach. Um, but right now, we're like early Blink-182. We're like the faithful are big fans, and nobody wants to share because they don't want other people to listen. Or like what Metallica's going through right now with the whole uh, Stranger Things, um, you know, mm-hmm. the, what's the puppet album? Master of Puppets. Master of Puppets. Yeah. Where like... Old old Metallica fans are mad because Stranger Things introduced them to you know introduce new Metallica oh, fans. And, and Metallica's like, you guys all started somewhere. Yeah. I saw a meme. I saw a meme that's like, guys, don't pretend that you didn't hear about Bohemian Rhapsody for the first time on Wayne's World. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. <laughs> so, uh, let us be your master of puppets. <laughs> Share us with the world. Let us be your Kate Bush running up that hill. Oh, great song. Share us with the world. It really is a great song. So, all right. But for another week, I'm Oz. I'm Curtis. And we will see you guys next week.